The following podcast is an enticing media production. She is a business owner, best-selling author, and on a mission to find out what the Nell is going on here. Here's your host, Nail Tice. Hello there, and welcome to the first ever episode of the What the Null podcast with yours truly, Nell Tice. I am so excited to have a podcast of my own. If any of you know me or recognize my voice, you may know it from the Just the Two of Us podcast that I did with my husband. Um, it was called Just the Two of Us with Kenny and Nell. And we kind of took a bit of a hiatus from that. Um, it may come back in the future. We'll see. But for now, this is where you will find me. So thank you so much for listening in and and I appreciate all of you doing so. Um, so what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> I bet that's uh, kind of the question on everybody's minds. And um, so I'll, I'll kind of give you a short story of how I got here and why I am here. So who am I? Who is Nell? Um, Nell is a 37-year-old woman um, who really just was struggling with life, struggling with her place in life and had been for years, mainly because of a job that she just didn't belong in, didn't fit into, didn't like, hated, whatever you want to call it. And I'm not really sure at this point why I'm speaking in the third person about myself. (laughs) Anyway, so... I, at some point, I realized, and I'm not sure exactly what that moment or what happened leading up to that point was. Um, It just kind of clicked one moment. I thought, you know, I don't have to be doing what I'm doing. I can be doing something that I want to do. I think that we live in a day and age where it's absolutely possible for anyone to make a living off of something that they truly want to do, even if you don't have a degree. So I definitely came from an era, um, of course, in growing up in the 90s, mostly early 2000s, where it was pretty much assumed that when you were in college or when you were in high school, you were working towards college. And you went to college you finished at least two or four years to get that coveted degree. And when you got out of college, you would automatically get a job, maybe not your dream job, but you would get a job doing something that you had worked towards for the last how many years, um, resulting in working with your degree. And that was just kind of the assumption. That's how it was supposed to work. And I knew a lot of people that did that and was very successful at doing that. But then reality kind of sets in and you realize that, you know, some people while in college, like myself, realized that even though it was something that I thought I had wanted to do since I was in elementary school, it wasn't really what I wanted to do. And I think I just started... I was becoming less focused and less excited about my trek through it and gave up on it. And when I say give up, I don't necessarily mean that in a negative way at all. 
So because everywhere, every step that you go through in life gets you to where you are. So I'm pretty proud of where I am now. So I don't regret it. But um, I had wanted to be a meteorologist on the Weather Channel since I was, I don't know, seven or eight years old. And I really focused on that growing up. And whenever anyone asked me what I wanted to do, I told them that. And they would always laugh or just say, oh, that's cute or ha ha, you know, that's funny. And I think the reality of that was every time that somebody laughed or even said something nice about it, when they were totally meaning to be positive, I took that as like, oh, you think I can't do that? So I'm going to go do it. And I ended up majoring in meteorology at Millersville University in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, I put emphasis on Lancaster because I'm always made fun of for pronouncing it incorrectly, apparently, the way I've pronounced it all my life, Lancaster. (laughs) So anyway, I digress. Um, In the midst of my college career, I decided to actually change my major um, because I, I just wasn't cut out for school. I was struggling in a lot of my classes. I went to my counselor at the time who was, by the way, Dr. John Scala from the Weather Channel. And it was August, I think. So he was actually tracking a hurricane while I was in his office. And I just was enamored by the fact that I was sitting there with one of my idols growing up. And that feeling definitely stuck with me because I thought, well, if this is possible, like I can sit with an idol at some other point in my life. (laughs) So sadly, while I was tracking this hurricane with him, I told him I wanted to change my major from meteorology to broadcasting because I knew I still wanted to be in media, on television, or on the radio, or something, somehow, in some capacity. And I changed the major and majored, or sorry, minored in math because I think I would, I was only like a couple of credits away because of meteorology being so mathematics heavy. I was only a couple of credits away from actually obtaining a minor in math. So that's why I stuck with that. But following the broadcasting major thing, I assumed that at this point, my door would open to a much wider range of opportunities. Um, I could have been on ESPN. I could have been on another major news network because I wasn't shooting for, you know, like ABC 27. I was shooting for the Today Show. Um, uh, the view I was shooting for these like major shows, national shows. And, you know, I just thought, why not? So to this day, Aaron Andrews, Stephanie Abrams, all these powerful anchor women from these major uh, platforms, you know, I was so jealous of because I was like, they have my job. <laughs> but, you know, I I gave up on that and decided to get into the field in a, another way, which is where I am now, which will elaborate a little more on that at some point. But I did 
I did end up writing a book, actually, and it's called Curvature of the Career, and you can read a little more about my story. It's not a long book. It actually was a a number one bestseller on Amazon, um, which I'm also super proud of, Um, but it was number one in the category... I think it was, let me just check my phone here. Yeah, number one in 45-minute business and money short reads. So you can absolutely read the book in 45 minutes, probably less. Um, so it's definitely worth the read. Worth the read. Check it out. I will um, somehow link it. But it's called Curvature of the Career by Nell Tice. Um The book also debuted at number 11 in Women in Business and number 33 in Entrepreneurship. So something I never, ever thought I would do um, definitely came to life. And that was just very recently. Actually, a few days ago, I released it and found out it had gotten to number one. So um, anyway, moving on, uh, besides the whole business part of Nell, I... (laughs) I'm a big enthusiast of traveling. I love traveling, especially with my husband, and we've taken some pretty big friend trips too, but we were bitten by the travel bug. I mean, I've always traveled. Um, I've been traveling since I was a little kid, but I hadn't traveled internationally until I think it was 2017, but we took a trip to... St. Thomas in 2015 in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and we crested a hill heading to our hotel, and it was literally the most beautiful view I had ever seen in my life. Crystal clear, sparkling in the sunshine waters, white sandy beach, and it was just, it was amazing. So right then and there, we knew that it was time to stop going on the family trips to Cape May, which, I mean, shout out to the family trips in Cape May. They were some of the best vacations (laughs) I've ever had. And if anyone is listening that was on any of those trips, um, yeah, still best times. I still see pictures and I'm like, wow, that was so long ago, but so much fun. Cape May has a special place in both of our hearts. So, um, Anyway, St. Thomas in 2015 definitely knew that we needed to branch out and get out of the country. So I think it was 2017, we gathered some friends and took a trip to the Dominican Republic. And it was the biggest trip that I had ever been. I think there were like 11 or 12 of us and we had the most amazing time. And you always run a risk when you take 11 or 12 people, not everybody knew each other. When you take that many people on a trip together, you run the risk of people not getting along, arguing, fighting, general just disconnect because people end up doing separate stuff. And, you know, you just want everybody to have a good time. And so it was a little scary at first, but after the first, I'd say, few hours, we all knew that we were just going to have the best trip ever. And we did. So we continued doing that with friends, typically in smaller groups, because life happens. People have kids, people get married, people move, and 
you know, you can't all just go away together for a week every single year, the same week internationally, and it just doesn't work out. So it's a shame. But, you know, we had some several great trips following that. Um, we went back to uh, Dominican Republic a couple of times. We went to Costa Rica, Mexico, um, St. Martin, just these like beautiful, awesome places. And then finally, once you start doing it a little bit more and you get more comfortable with it, you warm up to the idea of booking a trip yourself, um, whether it be via Airbnb or um, Verbo, other sites, or just finding hostels that you can stay at and sort of doing the traveling thing in a budget type way, just so you can end up doing it more often and having more experiences. So <laughs> unfortunately, after the St. Martin trip, which happened in February of 2020, a couple of weeks later, we ended up not being able to leave our houses. So we haven't quite gotten to the point yet where we can travel internationally um, on our own. We definitely have plans to do that. But it's just a matter of, you know, the restrictions becoming less involved. And um, yeah, so looking forward to when we can do that, hopefully very soon. But in addition to traveling, I also love to cook. Um, it's honestly like a de-stressor for me. I remember in high school, my best friend Aaron, uh, he would come over all the time we were we always played in these like solo and ensemble festivals we both played alto saxophone we would have to practice all the time so he would always come to my house and my dad was always traveling and my mom didn't cook or she hated to cook so it was funny because Aaron wanted to be a chef after high school so he wanted to go to culinary school so when we were in high school he would be practicing my house after school He'd stay for dinner, and rather than my mom ordering club sandwiches for the fifth night in a row, I'd say to Aaron, go into the pantry, find us stuff, and make us some dinner. And he would, and he would put together these meals and cook for us all, and my sister, my mom, and it was always so good. And shout out to Aaron. like He's definitely taught me a lot um, about cooking as well. And uh, so he did. He went to culinary school and graduated. Now he's a chef in a restaurant, an amazing chef. And, um, you know, I'm just sort of like the amateur over here, home cooking for my husband and my friends. But after work, I would come home and you could usually tell how stressed I was from the day by how good the dish was that I made. The better the dish, the more stressed out I was. And <laughs> while... That's all well and good. Cooking is a temporary relief from all of that stress. But I still enjoyed learning. Um, I had a mentor um, that who was my boss at the job, <laughs> interestingly enough, that I hated, um, who was a classically trained um, chef. She had studied with Julia Child in France and other um, celebrity chefs. And... I did learn so much from her. Um, I just, cooking just became my thing. And then it kind of became my love language. And I'm not a very physically affectionate person 
as many people know. But the way that I show love and appreciation is by cooking. So I would, I mean, we would invite friends over all the time and I would cook for them and have these like big dishes of paella, community, I call it like community food where people just eat it and enjoy it. And it's also, I also look at food as medicine. It's very healing. And if you eat the right things, I believe that you can truly heal what's going on in your body. And even if it's not from a medicinal sense or like a healthcare sense, you can heal mentally. It definitely helps to put you maybe in a better mood. It helps you produce serotonin because you're enjoying something, these flavors and everything. And um, one of my best friends was going through an incredibly hard time um, quite a few years ago where she was going through breast cancer and she was going through chemotherapy and everything. And she just wasn't, she wasn't eating well. And, um, you know, I said, to my husband, I was like, we're going over there and I am cooking her a home-cooked meal. I mean, she has a son, she has a husband, and they were just going through so much of the time. Her husband cooks and he's a great cook. Um, but, you know, schedules, life, everything just didn't have time. And I thought she just, she really needs a home-cooked meal. So we went over there and I made a chicken pot pie, chicken pie, whatever you central Pennsylvanians want to call it. Um, chicken pie with crust because, you know, that's what it is. Um, I made this and I watched her eat her second helping and it brought tears to my eyes because you could just tell that she was enjoying it and it wasn't Subway again. It wasn't McDonald's. It wasn't, it was just something that she was just wholeheartedly enjoying and that made me feel really good. So I always enjoy cooking for people. Those are my two main sources of joy in life. Other than a few other um, sources, I used to teach yoga, still do yoga, meditation, all of that good stuff. Um, I also believe that meditation is incredibly healing for you. So yeah, that's that's kind of who I am in a nutshell. Um, that's a little bit of my backstory. And um, but what is happening? now? Like, why am I here now? So (laughs) I left that job um, that I hated and I decided, had no plans on March 3rd, 2021. um, I went in to work. It was a normal day. We had a meeting and something, literally a voice in my head. I don't know if anybody has ever seen the show Manifest on Netflix. Um, my husband and I have been watching it. We're just in the second season now. It, it's kind of a weird show, but it starts out with these people being on a plane home and something happens, all this crazy turbulence, and their plane ends up landing like five years later. But everybody on the ground obviously had presumed that they were dead. So, But the crazy part about these people that were on this plane they get these callings and these voices and they have to follow the callings and try to help um, the people that the callings are going after. And so it kind of, it felt like a calling from manifest. It was telling me, do it, do it now. And I knew what that meant, meant that I needed to put my notice in to quit my job. So after the meeting, I pulled my boss in And I said, I'm leaving on December 31st of this year. And 
she had said, thank you for the notice. Keep in mind, I had been there for 13 years. Thank you for the notice. Cool. All right. So we never spoke about it again. Um, uh, She uh, passed away in August, actually. It was a pretty crazy year last year. Um, But I still had maintained my commitment to leaving at the end of the year. And there was a guy on Facebook. That's all I knew him as because he was like a friend of a friend who happened to be a consultant or a coach um, for businesses. And I, at this point, I had already had one conversation with him that I ended up like bawling my eyes out afterwards because I was not ready whatsoever to take that leap. And he had been after me and I thought, all right, so something is clicking here. I had already committed to leaving my job. He was still coming after me. And my husband and I had a YouTube channel. Um, we still have it called Kenny and L on YouTube. Um, it's a travel channel. And I had already put myself out there. What was I doing? Like, where was I going with all of this? Why am I putting myself out there if I'm not going to do anything with that? So I, on December 9th, I called him tears again and I said, all right, let's do this. And at the end of the year, I left my cozy chief operations officer job to start my own business called Enticing Media, Tice being spelled like my last name, where I would focus on video editing and some digital media strategy. I was editing all of our YouTube videos. I had watched so many YouTube videos. I had taken a couple of courses on editing video and gosh, the rest is history. I mean, we're in March now. So about almost three months in full time and I've got some clients, I've got some work. I'm starting to make money now, which is fantastic because the feelings of guilt, um, because I mean, we cut our household income in half for me to do this. Um, feelings of guilt are starting to subside as I'm making more money and getting more jobs, of course. Um, but we had we had actually started this business in 2020 during the pandemic um, because we thought at some point maybe we could make some money from our travel YouTube channel that wasn't being updated so regularly because we weren't traveling. But, you know, I guess in some way we kind of thought that this would happen. So it really seems like things are starting to fall into place now. Um, but I wanted to start this podcast because, you know, I'm putting myself out there. Why not continue doing so on a different platform? And I also want to be able to reach people by voice. I obviously am a big believer in reaching people with the power of video um, because video is the next best thing to being in person. Um, When you're, you're viewing mannerisms and hearing and seeing textures of voices and, and movements and looks and all of that it really is the next best thing. Um, wrote the book so you can, you know, read, form opinions that way. And now I want to do it with voice. So I also want to talk to people. I will have guest stars um, and I want to talk to successful people. I want to talk to people that are thinking about making changes. I want to talk to people about 
positive thinking in doing what you want to do for a living. I also want to talk to people about life. It doesn't have to be business oriented all the time. Um, you know, I just want to, I just want to talk to people. I want to get connected again. I think during the pandemic, so many of us lost connection, human connection, um, especially with social media and everything being so virtual and digital. Um, I think that voice can be really powerful and yeah. So I hope that you continue to listen in and I would love to make this a weekly thing. I don't know how, um, how adventurous that, that may be. Um, at least every other week, I want to talk to some really influential people and I want you to listen. I just want you to hear that if you're thinking about making a change, any change, whether it doesn't even have to be your own business. If you just want to change jobs, if you want to leave a relationship, if you want to do something different because you are not happy, but you know that if you made a change, you could be happy. I want you to listen and I want you to feel empowered. So that's what this is all about. And at the end of each episode, when I have a guest, I want the guest to keep it lighthearted and tell us a story. that leaves us all saying, what? What the hell? Are you serious? That really happened? (laughs) Just something funny and, you know, just a laugh to end it all because laughter is truly the best medicine too. So everybody has those stories. Every, you know, not everything is super normal and structured and, you know, just something crazy that happened to you where people are going to be like, yeah, right. No way that didn't happen. So (laughs) anyway, I think that about does it for this introductory episode. Um, my name is Nell Tice. I thank you so much for listening in. Please stay tuned for additional episodes. I think that if you enjoyed this one, you will really enjoy the rest of them. So thanks for listening. And yeah, we will uh, catch you next time. Uh-huh.